0: Meister. The Bitcoin Meister. The Disrupt Meister. (laughs) Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin. Today is January the 21st, 2022. We are super spreading Bitcoin 2022 here. We are pumped for that conference. That's part of the name of the show also. Stronghand Long-Term Thinking. Bitcoin is next Bitcoin. One day to a, closer to an all-time high. Best freaking guest in the space. I'm offended by selling on a day like this. God, but people are selling for some. I don't know what's going on here. All right. We got you quite, quite a group here today. Two new guys. But they are all linked to below. First of all, check out all of their links. You all know Alessandro from Leden.com. And from Venezuela originally. Oh, he's gonna give us a south of the border perspective, but so will Marcel. He is in the he's in the house, he's making his debut. Evan is in the house. I can't pronounce his hey, name. Hey. He will pronounce it and he will talk about <laughs> and the Lightning Network. Yeah, you know I'm not an expert on the freaking lightning network here, but so I bring in a guy who's got a freaking project, he's got positive things to say. We got guys that are doing. There is so much positive in the space. google's doing some positive in this space, but we gotta cut. Co- we gotta cover the negative stuff first because most people are not rational most of the time, and they're worried about all sorts of macroeconomic conditions and the Fed and the this and the that and the Russians. Oh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Down that like button if you don't give a dung about Vladimir Putin's irrationality. But before we get into that weird news, we're gonna to have to give a promo for our buddies in Miami. Miami is a a, a beautiful city, and they're putting on a beautiful event. Uh, Bitcoin uh, Magazine is bitcoin 2022 is the largest bitcoin event in the world that takes place april 6th to 9th in miami beach florida all four days will be jam-packed with exclusive content exciting announcements an incredible lineup of bitcoin speakers artists and leaders and adam meister will be in the crowd going crazy day one is industry day for enterprising bitcoiners who are looking to build a business or career within the ecosystem days two and three are general conference days featuring speakers like El Salvador, president i can't pronounce his name I can't pronounce his name, who has promised a big surprise. Ooh, that sounds pretty wild. And that dude is pretty wild. And Alexander's actually going to talk about him a little later. As well as CEOs like Michael Saylor, who all you guys put on pedestals of worship. Elizabeth Stark, Jack Mahlers, Adam Beck. And hundreds more. The conference caps off on the fourth day with the world's first and largest Bitcoin music festival. Sound Money Fest, headlined by rapper and fellow Bitcoiner Logic and Steve McCoy, CL, Run the Jewels. I don't even know who these people are. Any of these people are. Last year's conference sold out. And this year's is on pace to be three times larger. And that's what I care about. 30,000 people might be there. So make sure you grab your tickets before it's too late. Visit b.tc slash conference to learn, learn more. Pay in Bitcoin. No, don't pay in po- Bitcoin, but they want you to pay in Bitcoin. And save. And use promo code Adam10, which is linked below. I also linked to their thing below. That was the new script they gave me. I had no idea it was going to be that long, but I put my little twist on it. And we'll talk about it if everyone's going to be there later. But let's just start with Marcel. What is up with these macro freaks out there? With this, everyone's, I mean, Bitcoin is... Right now, sort of correlated with the the stock market and and all that. It is interesting that the the altcoins that people said weren't, were decoupled from Bitcoin, haven't decoupled from Bitcoin. Uh, The people who say, oh, who cares what Bitcoin does? My uh, altcoin will become number one. No, Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. They all still freaking follow Bitcoin. Uh, Take it away, Marcel. What's going on?
1: Okay, Adam. So, first of all, thanks for welcoming me here. Uh, For those who don't know. I'm Marcel Pitchman uh, from Brazil. I'm author at Cointelegraph. Uh, so I wrote a lot about Bitcoin and Ethereum options and futures and derivatives. But as Adam asked me to give us uh, give you guys a more uh, broader view. Uh, so first things first, let's understand what's, what's been happening since this whole pandemic stuff and governments printing money like hell. So how much has been printed over the last 18 months? So, base base money. So, governments printed $12 trillion. So, let's stop for a minute here and think about it. $12 trillion. There's a lot of people saying, oh, this money was meant for vaccines and whatever. Do you know how much revenues those Pfizer and Moderna companies got over these last 18 months? I'm not saying about income. I'm saying revenue. Okay? So, it's zero percent Five trillion went to the pharma companies. So it's not about giving money to a specific sector. Uh, it's about the contagion effect. And what is the contagion effect? If you are lazy and you can't go to Wikipedia to search, I'll let it out for you. It's when you're friends of central bank, or when you work for government, or when you're a bank director, you benefit directly from those dollars printed. So the regular population, you, me, workers, small business owners, we do not benefit from that. So who benefits from that? So friends of the government, big corporations, uh, Jeff Bezos, or whatever those those billionaires uh, benefit. But the others, like us, we got diluted, so if there's more money in circulation and you own the same number of assets, you got diluted because those guys, they can access cheap financing and they can buy stocks, they can buy companies, they can buy land, they can buy Bitcoin, they can buy whatever they do because some stupid people are still selling land and Bitcoin for dollars, which does not make sense. It shouldn't be trade for dollars, maybe for gold, but not for dollars. So what happened here is that we created some kind of asset bubble, not just with Bitcoin, the bubble of everything, okay? And in, by mid-November, just as the frigging uh, physical ETF was rejected, I'm not st- talking about the the CME ETF, I'm talking about the, the Van Eck physical ETF. It got rejected on November 12th, Just as the governments, the Federal Reserve, were saying, okay, we're going to slow down on the printing. We're going to raise interest rates, etc. So putting fear on the markets. So what happens? Risky markets or markets who are perceived with more risk, like Chinese stocks and Bitcoin, they plunged. Chinese stocks are at the lowest levels since April 2020. So, yeah, Chinese stocks are way more down than Bitcoin. So we're suffering uh, from Federal Reserve actions, telling people, putting fear on the market, that interest rates will go up and the stimulus packages will go down. So that's what's happening. All right. Fear.
0: You're saying people are replying. This, the, the fear is working. It's working. I mean, fear is a powerful emotion. Um, I, I, I want to ask, though, uh, some people are simply, I I don't worry. I don't worry about the macro stuff because I know Bitcoin doesn't really worry about the micro stuff. I know traditional finance people. They I mean they worship what, what, what the Fed might do. Do you have any takes on? Uh, there's rumors that the Fed is going to have
1: five rate hikes this year. Should we care, Marcel? Adam, we should not care. They have their hands tied. If they raise interest rates. They break down the whole financial system because every company that has borrowed money for free for negative interest rates, they're going to have to repay them with interest rates and they will not be able to do that. So if they raise interest rates above or near the inflation level, let's say the inflation is at 12% and the, inflation and the interest rates go to 6%, he's going to bro- break down every market, including housing in the USA. And if they don't, or they just increase the interest rates from 0 to 2%, which is still a negative interest rate, considering inflation is running at above 10%. So inflation is going to continue to be a problem. And we just had retail sales in the U.S. negative. It went down 2% year on year in December, even with negative interest rates. So we have a scenario of stagflation so no growth and inflation so fed has their hands tied bitcoiners should not care about that yeah unfortunately there
0: are some people that have bitcoin i don't know i wouldn't call them bitcoiners oh they care everyone is following panicking like a a a bunch of sheep like a bunch of sheep i i I do want to bring up one thing that i i mean people are wondering about you've been in this game for a while we all have we remember 2018 i mean could this just be part of the regular market cycle? Uh, could Bitcoin be down
1: this entire year? I'm gonna say my own opinion, uh, yes, I think Bitcoin could be down pressured for the next four or five months. Uh, I don't think it's gonna happen, but yes, if Federal Reserve continues applying pressure, saying we're gonna rise interest rates, markets are gonna crash, get out of risky markets, buy our treasuries dollar that's the safe coin that's the safe asset uh, if Federal Reserve continues to spook markets and investors believe that story so yes we can have another five or six months of bear markets all right
0: let's let's go to Alessandro uh are we is this gonna be another 2018 what do you feel about these uh the macro pressure in uh Bitcoin uh a lot of people say Bitcoin is just like the stock market now <laughs> Alessandro take it away
2: yeah, right. So first of all, you know, uh, as we say in the industry, you can't taper a Ponzi, right? Uh, I guess that's that's the first thing that I have at the top of my mind. Uh, then again, uh, if you look at other metrics, like today, for example, Bitcoin hit an all-time high uh, uh, with it, regarding its correlation to the Nasdaq. So there seems to be a short-term, uh, short-term sentiment, right? Uh, on markets that is, that is being dragged into Bitcoin coming from equity markets, right? Uh, especially as cost of capital continues to increase, uh, bond yields continue, uh, you know, continue popping up. German boons finally enter positive territory after having, you know, being in negative territory for more than a year since, the, you know, the, the pandemic package that uh, basically No Shit Coins was, was just talking about, right? Those $12 trillion. Negative, negative debt globally during the pandemic hit an all-time high of $18 trillion, and now that has calmed down. Uh, since the Fed started talking about tightening, right, right uh, it, it came down below the $10 trillion level. So again, this, this whole short-term talk about the Fed raising rates or whatever is keeping markets fearful. Uh, if you ask me at an, at an individual level, every single time this has happened and markets crash or are about to crash, the Fed just comes out with another excuse, right? And they just push forward rate hikes or they just push further, further in time. Uh, you know, they're tightening uh, for, for just printing more money, right, for, for QE. So if you ask me, I just think it's weak hands right is we're just wiping out weak hands and and if you look at other metrics like you know futures open interest and and the options market on derivatives Bitcoin market right which is which have been increasing over the past four years right um there there's a lot of leverage traders right there's a lot of leveraged people that just got in and so These people that get in at $50,000 or $60,000, whenever prices crash by, you know, whatever, 30, 40%, they just get scared because their expectations were honestly just Bitcoin is going above 100K in 2021. And I think that most most of us got ahead of ourselves. Uh, What I'm positive about is that we're all right now talking about rate hikes and the Fed, and there's some kind of fear. So... I'm a fucking buyer at this levels again. So (laughs) it's, yeah, no, just, I guess my last comment is that independent of price action, this is just a great historical buying, buying opportunity. Like these are the levels at which you should, you should continue adding to your stash. That's, uh, that's just my take. Well,
0: I agree. It's on sale and Bitcoin always returns to its all time high. Now again, I am one who has not been a hundred percent convinced that we are not in a, a new 2018 here. That it, it's just the four year cycle again. I mean, if the four year cycle is the four year cycle, then yeah, the 2022 will be like 2018, and we're gonna we're gonna be in for some uh, a lot of weak hands bothering me all the time. You know, people people being disappointed in in what happened the last few days. I gotta tell you guys a true story. I am here in Midland, Texas. All right on my travels across the United States to, to, to cities that people don't hear about much. And it was freezing yesterday. And I was walking outside because I go outside every day because I'm not some freak that that lives in a basement and scared to go outside like so many people are. And I was walking, it was uh, walking through a drive-through and like Panera Bread, there were no cars there. And I saw a quarter on the ground, a quarter on the ground. I picked up the quarter. I was so happy to get a free quarter. I showed more emotion. When I found a free quarter on the ground, and remember, I am a millionaire because of Bitcoin. Remember this. People don't believe me. They'll never believe me. I look like a bum. But I am. And um, I was more emotional finding a quarter on the ground than I was when I came back and and Bitcoin was below $40,000. I'm like, yeah, so... So what? I mean, it's, it's below $40,000. I found the quarter on the ground. So I mean, guys put it in, per, put it in perspective. I I am numb to this stuff, dude. You gotta be, you gotta be Zen. This is part of the game. It, it, it's just, it shouldn't really bother you anymore, but it does. And again, we have to address it on the show uh, because it, it's just, it's, it's news. It's people freak out and it is, it's tied to macro stuff. People haven't, are people are still in the traditional financial paradigm where they have to worry about the Fed and the Senate. And, and we'll talk about the Senate hearing, hearings, talking about Bitcoin mining. I mean, have, have are you guys not aware? I mean, the Bitcoin mining FUD is never going to end. The, the, the people, uh, the normies are never going to like Bitcoin mining. So if that makes you sell, then I guess like you, you shouldn't be holding Bitcoin. So Evan, you haven't gotten to speak yet. I am going to let you just say anything you want to about the fiat freaks the macro the price um take it away hell yeah
3: so uh adam first of all thanks for having me on the show it's uh it's a great opportunity i appreciate it uh first of all question for you did you turn that quarter into bitcoin because that's a cool 650 satoshis at least
0: Uh, that, that is a great question i i haven't yet I'm going to, I, I collect all the money that I find on the ground. And then I buy peanuts with it. Actually, <laughs> so It makes me feel nice. I am so, my financial head is so freaking weird. Like, I, I can't, it's like, I still try to save money, even though there's like no point in it. I mean, I, I'm still frugal, but pe- peanuts are good for you if you're not allergic. Um, but you are, you bring up 25 cents spent on Bitcoin. We're going to, you are a lightning network freak. So, you're going to, th- we are going to talk about that.
3: Absolutely. You
0: know, that. And yeah, Absolutely. He's going to do that. He's going to tell you all the, on, on your, on your freaking phone, he's going to get mobile with you. Before, <laughs> let's, let, before we get into that happy news,
3: I'm let's talk get, about, I'm talk about get into the macro the environment real quick.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry.
3: So, first away. of all, I don't think the Fed is going to raise rates. I think they're pretty much bluffing in a, this big game of poker. I think that even if the Fed raised rates by a quarter of a percent, half a percent, it would send. The markets into a spiral. Uh, At that point, they would have to raise rates. And from there, they've lost all face. So I I just really don't foresee any other outcome for them to, other than, you know, say, okay, markets are down right now and we're going to kick the can down the road. We still plan to raise rates, but it's going to happen at a later date. Uh, So as far as Bitcoin, uh, right now, it's in a really interesting position. I really like to look at the mayor multiple which is uh, the price compared to a 200-day moving average. And right now we're just under uh, 0.8. I think it's uh, 0.79 right now at the current price. Uh, So uh, the average mayor multiple since creation of Bitcoin has been 1.42. So we're well below that rate. I think this is a prime position to buy. Um, I still subscribe to the four-year market theory where – Having creates this supply uh, shock and and that leads to this boom. So, uh, you know, going into this year, I was thinking, okay, looking at previous cycles, it seems like the blow off top and the contraction happens a little later year after year. And I thought, with all this, you know, uh, COVID uh, money being pumped into the system, uh, Marcel was saying something like 12 trillion was was printed. Um, I, I thought that would really kick the can down the road going into March. But Right now, I don't know. We're sort of in uncharted territory. I personally think that we're going to see unprecedented asset inflation this year, and I think that could potentially uh, help uh, break this cycle in, entirely. Uh, so, uh, you know, if, of course, if you're investing in Bitcoin, you know, you, you got to know how to not overextend yourself. Like you, you got to be able to, you know, um, you know, pay your expenses every month. But other than that, I, I see. The environment right now is an incredible buying opportunity. I personally hope that we sell out, uh, we shake out more we can, so that I could buy uh, more at an even better rate. Uh, because you know, if you're if you understand this technology and what it's going to do to the world, um, you know, it, it, it's th- this is just you know, it's 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 bare, it's bull's paradise right now. You know, like this is a great great time. Uh, the next couple of months are going to be rocky in terms of the price, but it's going to provide a, an incredible buying opportunity. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm pumped on this.
0: At the beginning of my show, did I say my saying long-term thinking? Have some long-term thinking, people. There's There are lots of bad price days in Bitcoin. We should be used to this by now.
2: Yeah,
3: absolutely. And, and, and I think that part of, you know, the, this world that, you know, fiat currency, short-term thinking, has, has you know put the world in. I, I think it's really made a lot of people have their like their reptile brains. you know it's always fight or flight. Oh, what I gotta do? I, I gotta make this move. I gotta make 20 trades, you know. And uh, you know fortunately, we've been blessed with Bitcoin. It allows us to not be in that constant state of fight or, f- or flight, right? And uh, you know we get to use our, our brains, the, the entirety of our brains not just make moves based on emotion and, and look at the big picture. So to anyone who is holding right now and is fearful, uh, take a look at the chart and, and zoom out, keep hitting that zoom out button. And uh, you know, I think, I think there's going to be a great opportunity. Hell, since the last cycle we're up at least hundred percent still, even after this uh, contraction. And uh, you know, I, I personally don't think that this market cycle is over. I think we're, there's still upside and uh yeah, I think this long term, this is still a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, these freaks aren't bears; they're freaking reptiles. They're 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 using their yes. flight or flight. They're flying. They're dudes. Come on, be be civilized human beings here. Indiv- be unique beast. Individualism is the accomplishment, and freaking collectivism is the default. And you're defaulting to your freaking reptile brain, some of you out there. Some of the things I'm I'm seeing, but I've seen it all before. And again, it doesn't really excite me. Uh, I you know, like finding quarters on the ground more than, uh, worrying about Bitcoin's price dropping. Because I, I mean, I know the six digit realm, uh, we're going to see it, baby. Uh, I can't predict the exact day. People want specifics in life. They like, tell me the exact day it's going to be a hundred thousand. <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. I'm not a fortune teller here. Hey, by the way, do you pronounce your name? Kalutis? How do you pronounce your last yeah, name? Yeah, it's
3: Kalutis. Evan Kalutis. Thanks for asking Adam. You know, uh, through grade school, I've had it butchered so many times. So, uh, uh, are, you,
0: are you a greek descent it sounds like good. yeah
3: so uh, i'm greek american uh you know my dad pretty much came over here to study and, and my mom is uh, second generation uh so yeah really proud of my heritage and uh you know that's why i lean into uh the Greek mythology with Zeus. So that that
0: is why yeah, I brought mean, it up. we'll get it. I'm like, that's why you named it Zeus, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah. I, I connected it all. I God. mean, he, he's such an incredible figure. Uh, you know, he's hardcore. Is sort of uh, aligned with the original values of, of the app. It's it's uh, sort of this hardcore cypherpunk uh, lightning app. I think we're the absolute best way to take your lightning node on the go and uh, decide to lean into it. If people seem to love the character. I'm gonna keep running with it.
0: Yeah, it's, a, it's a good looking logo and we'll, you'll get a full chance to describe it now speaking about Zeus uh, people put him on a pedestal and and bowed down to him as an idol and I, and I don't like idol worshippers at all I, I don't think like, but my lord what, what you you mentioned the fed do pe- people worship that thing like a freaking idol now there was there's been a report uh, uh I don't even know who did the report what what uh with the stable the United States isn't re- isn't exactly ready to do its uh it's a fed coin yet. Okay. Um, but I'm saying this, you're saying that the fed has been backed up into a corner. Uh, maybe th- it, it will speed up the process of making a fed coin so they can do the negative interest rates that will back them out of the corner and they will be able to implement uh, negative interest rates. If everybody has an account at the fed, if, if you no longer, well, maybe you'll still have a private bank account. I don't know how they're going to exactly do it, um, but but I, I I did I did want to point out that was in the news this week also that they're they're studying digital uh, digital currencies uh, the central bank digital currencies again and uh, that that kind of I mean that might have freaked some people out too. There's so many excuses out there, so many excuses out there. So I don't know if you had any, anything to say about that, Evan, or if you want to talk about the Russia fund
3: too. Well, let's talk about CBDCs because I think this is a massive issue that I think Bitcoiners are well aware of. But, you know, when I go talk to, you know, uh, regular people out in the world or talk to my sisters about what's coming, uh, they don't really grasp it. They either say, oh, you're crazy, it's not coming. Um, but, you know, they're telegraphing their move. So – uh, the CBDCs are central bank digital currencies. They say this is the digitization of the dollar. Despite the dollar actually being, you know, well digital right now, most of the dollars in existence just exist on spreadsheets and databases. Uh, the physical dollars don't actually exist. But what this is is a uh, is a power grab. Uh, the plan is to get rid of cash. They're going to collapse all the commercial banks into the Federal Reserve. You'll only be able to interact with this money through uh, their web portals and their smartphone applications. Uh, And this this is going to give them unprecedented surveillance powers and control of your capital. So this means that uh, if you're a dissident, you could be turned off like that. This means that if they want to do a haircut like they did in Cyprus just a few years back and they took a quarter of everyone's savings, they can do that like that. Imagine if they just decided, oh, there's another pandemic, and uh, to provide relief or create the next vaccine, we gotta cut everyone's bank savings by 30%. They could do that. Uh, this is, they're gonna say this is a great tool for collecting taxes and uh, you know preventing tax evasion, and they're gonna you know just uh, you know use this indiscriminately, uh, and um, you know ultimately the goal is. Uh, you know, no privacy and, you know, complete insight into how that we use our money. And uh, I think this is a very dangerous uh, technology. I think that we need to push back as as much as we can against this. But I think ultimately when this becomes rolled out and and the masses are forced to use it, I think we're going to be ready with open arms uh, with Bitcoin, with Lightning Network, with payment apps like Zeus And uh, we're going to begin our shift to a new currency uh, that is is not controlled by any single entity uh, that can't be, uh, you know, printed out of thin air, that that doesn't have the same surveillance clums. And, uh, you know, I I think this is the most important thing anyone could be working on right now. And we got to keep championing it because the alternative is a hellscape, a totalitarian hellscape. and, And people don't understand how serious the repercussions of this will be.
0: Uh, yeah and most people won't realize how serious it is even when they've uh chosen to be part of it uh, most people will be part of this and uh, I just wonder if uh what you guys have said that the Fed is backed up into a corner and can't lower rates that it, this might speed up this process uh, of because that this will help them uh, get away with much more and continue this uh continue this game. I say bring it on because I'm already situated great with the big. <laughs> All right. I mean, that is how you opt out of this. People are like, oh, I don't want to be part of the surveillance state. I don't want to be part of it. It's going to be horrible. And yeah, it is going to be horrible. Although it's going to be a comfortable dystopia for the 80 or 80 percenters. They like getting their free stuff and they like paying their taxes and they like, you know, fitting in and being able to get their latest thing in their jab in their arm or whatever. Okay. I mean, a comfortable dystopia. I mean, we've gotten taste of that over the last two years. Some people are very comfortable living in their basements in this dystopian thing, and and uh, telling on their neighbors and shaming people for not doing certain things. So, Mar- Marcella, y- your take on central bank digital currencies and and the latest news that, that's come up about them? Uh, that you know, the, the the United States has a report on it. At least they're not ready to do
1: it yet, but they, there's a report out on it. Okay, Adam. So let me start by, by telling you a story about my mother. Uh, She used to love Blockbuster. Why? Because she's retired, so she could get out of the house, talk to someone, discuss about the videos she likes, ask for recommendations, and whatever. So when Netflix was launched, I told her, Mom, you have HD quality. You have 3,000 videos at your disposal. You can choose anyone. It's cheaper. It's faster. It's less risky. You don't have to go on the street. And she said, "Ah." I see that, but I don't really care. I like my Blockbuster. So why did she move out of Blockbuster? Because they went bankrupt. There was no more video store rental in the city where she lives. Otherwise, she's, she would be still doing that. So what I'm saying is that when CBDC it gets implemented, and it will because of the reasons you just gave, it's going to give more control, more power to the central banks. And that's what every politician and everyone in authority wants. And that's why Satoshi disappeared. So when CBDC gets implemented and my mom is going to try to buy some random stuff from eBay or AliExpress from China. And the government says, well, we're not friends of China. You can no longer buy products from there. So maybe, maybe, My mom will call me and say, hey, kiddo, how are you doing? What about that Bitcoin stuff? Can I do payments on on AliExpress to buy some stuff that I need to to bring to Brazil? So people, regular people, will only abandon the fiat system or whatever, the CBDC, when they're not allowed to use money to buy drugs, to buy alcohol, to buy their support, their uh, favorite soccer teams or football teams and whatever. So when this happens, and it's a matter of time, they're going to come back to us and ask for a decentralized currency, and we'll be ready with lighting and solutions. There you go.
0: That, that's what I like. You, very, very good scenario. Wait. All right, I, said, I, said, I lost you there for a second. Um, yeah, you, you put a very uh, put it in perspective there, uh, uh, comparing it to, to your mother's situation and everything. And yeah, dudes, they are going. to... I like you bring up the China. Mean, I'm not, I'm no fan of uh, Chinese. Uh, well, um, you you can. Uh, I'm not I'm no fan of the Chinese government, but the Chinese businesses are different. But our government could very well be uh, paranoid and say, no, you can't buy anything for China anymore, and it, it, and you'd be stuck. be totally true. And another thing, you, you bring up a. Uh, uh, Football. I just want to say, I realized something here. All three guests are probably big uh, soccer fans here. A- am I correct? Uh, <laughs> I, 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 we got a Bra- Brazilian, Venezuelan, Greece. I mean, uh, we got, they, they care about that. A- anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm a big baseball fan, so I thought I would uh, b- bring up another sport real quick. All right, let, let's go down to Venezuela real quick or up to Toronto real quick. Uh, Alessandro, your take on uh, the, the central bank digital currencies and also. Uh, since we're talking about different countries, uh, your 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 take on the Russian fud that that has uh, crept in this week?
2: Yeah. So my take on CBDCs is that you know it's it's going to be just another whatever you want to call it layer of surface uh, for you know central bankers just issue more currency and then just uh, you know create a different payments rail uh, uh, for you know, for global, global transactions or whatever. I do, we we've discussed this on the show previously, Adam, that I do potentially see them trying to incentivize CBDCs by giving, you know, like, like tax, uh, um, uh, you know, like just creating some regulations that we that would give, you know, like tax cuts to people or whatever, like if you pay in CBDC, just just like real Janeiro is trying to do with Bitcoin, right? Like if you pay your taxes with Bitcoin, we're going to give you 10% discount or whatever. So if you pay in CBDC, we're going to give you a discount in this or or this other thing. The problem is, again, what, what's... <laughs> the problem is the creator of the money in this case, right? It's going to be the same one. It's going to be the same... Uh, they're going to have even more control to Evan's point, right. Uh, on the, on the end user that ultimately ends up using CBDCs. I guess at, at the top of my mind, a great question that I have going forward with all this CBDC chatter. And, and let's say like we already have five years of CBDCs after they, they, they've been launched. Like what, what is going to be their intention uh, for physical cash? because, it, it it is like an intention of, of them of, of like trying to get rid of physical cash and, and replace it with CBDC. That's that's part of their discussion. So if you look at the of the Venezuelan diaspora uh, perspective, um so after the, the Venezuelan government was sanctioned in 2017, what the what Maduro started doing was just he started funneling a pile of US dollars in cash into the Venezuelan economy. And so what you have inside Venezuela right now is over 5 billion dollars in cash and that's like 90% of of how all transactions are being made in Venezuela. So it's a cash it's a cashful economy. So what are the, what, what's going to happen to Maduro if the Fed comes and eventually says like look, cash is we no longer support physical cash like you can t- Big physical cash to a U.S. bank or a Panamanian bank or, or whatever, a bank in a Salvador, and they will accept it, but they will just turn your physical cash into digital money, right? In the end, is the digitalization of everything. So, um, uh, it's it's a coerced form of money, right? It's it's enforced, it's it's an enforced form of money. So uh, they're just going to continue enforcing this. to people, and um, what I do see is that every major central bank in the world will try to be part of this discussion because, in the end, it's a gang of dudes. It's the same gang of dudes, right? They 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 drink booze together uh, uh, on, on private doors, right? So s- s- we will potentially even see the Bank of International Settlements create their own CBDC currency, right, backed by a, a handful of fiat currencies. Uh, again the problem is going to be just more issuance of them and it's just going to function as another yeah perhaps more digital digitalized layer but i don't expect them to publish you know like a github repository or an open api to to which you know developers globally like a developer in brazil for example could connect to an api of of the fed and create his own you know like dollar app in brazil whatever you want so I don't, I don't see that happening, so I just think it's—I just think it's bullshit, man.
1: All right. Speaking of Brazil,
0: Marcel, did you have your hand up there?
1: Yeah, I have a question for Alessandro. So, in Venezuela, if the physical dollars are not allowed anymore, uh, do you think they will move first to stable coins, for example, or they will jump yeah. ship directly to Lightning and Bitcoin?
2: Exactly. So, so uh, in the case of countries like like Venezuela, you know, where uh, where we've been dealing with Bitcoin. For more than 10 years already whatever for whichever reasons right there's many um uh th- there's there's otc's right there's private otc's in in venezuela and certain pies certain parts of the country that have a daily volume that is greater than the Venezuelan stock exchange volume so like there's days that the Venezuelan stock exchange would would process like barely five thousand dollars and in operations, right? <laughs> Whereas you would have, you know, OTCs of dudes that handle stable coins and Bitcoin or whatever, just to make, you know, like payments in Colombian pesos by receiving local currency in Venezuela. And then they change that for, you know, Tether or USDC or whatever, and then cash out of that into Peruvian Soles or Brazilian reais or whatever, right? That these people would move over $300,000 a month. So they could be bigger uh, than the Venezuelan stock exchange. So this is to say that yeah, I do expect them to jump into th- things like stable coins. Like mostly mostly the use case for stable coins and, and to be frank in South America. It's all back, it's all happening on the back end on Binance's platform. And Binance works pretty well in Venezuela because the Venezuelan government has very good relationships with, with the Chinese Communist Party uh, Chinese Communist Party right so i would just foresee if that would, would would were to happen i would just foresee binance with an ever increasing use case of of you know grabbing the the demand for dollars coming from south american markets like venezuela which is the same case in brazil right like binance has like over 30% of the volume sometimes right
1: yeah, the, the OTC here is huge. Uh, it used to be on Bitcoin from Brazilians sending money abroad using Bitcoin. and But it shifted to Tether about two or three years ago. And now it's currently mostly done on Tether for remittances abroad.
0: All right, dudes. I want, I want to get, we're going to cover some more of this uh, noise. I want to remind everybody you could ask a question in the super chat. We need only 62 more dollars for me to do a new one Bitcoin show. So keep on uh, going over there or type in uh, Bitcoin Meister, whatever. Again, check out the Miami code below, Adam10. If you want to go to the, uh, we'll talk about the, the event a little later on. We got so much to talk about here. And I want to remind everyone, on days like this, Bitcoin conviction always prevails. That's what I've had this entire, since 2013. I didn't let the noise and scary news get in my way. I just held. I had conviction, and it's been very, very good to me, baby. So I I, I want it. But we've got some stuff in the title we haven't covered yet. So we'll go back to Evan. Evan, did you have any uh, thoughts on Russia or the mining hearing?
3: Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so I didn't watch the mining hearing. Uh, of course, I hear it's just all futters talking about proof of stake. And, you know, oh, wow, big surprise that people – who stand to benefit by more, uh, you know, Cantilian effect and, and signage, or lobbying the government to uh, push out their competition and proof of work? Like it's no surprise this shit is going to keep happening. Um, you know, obviously they're going to keep pr- pushing uh, stuff like uh, XRP and Ethereum stuff that could be co-opted and maybe even turned into bases for these new CBDCs. I don't know, but regardless. Um, I think Russia is some pretty interesting news, uh, in that, uh, you know, I, I just want, to want to say like, we're going through, uh, humanity's information era and we just got through the first act, right? The biggest companies in the world are in information technology. They're the Googles, the Facebooks, the Netflixes, uh, you know, Apple and, uh, you know, as, The computer and the Internet has facilitated like a brand new era of human commerce interaction. And naturally, Bitcoin is the next phase of that as we're able to take our, uh, you know, you know, finance into this space and to do it in a way that, uh, you know, no single party can uh, is required to be an intermediary. Uh, So with Russia, um, it's really unfortunate what they're going to be doing to their uh, citizenry. Because you cannot ban Bitcoin. You cannot really stop it. All you can do is prevent your citizens from accessing it through the traditional rails and traditional channels. And uh, as we're going into this next stage of the information revolution, all you are doing is hurting yourself. You're hurting your citizens. You're hurting your country. And you're risking sending your your country into third world uh, status in this new era of uh, this new information era. Um, You know, they're going to push away their citizens who have a lot of Bitcoin. So they're going to be pushing out their wealthy uh, citizens and taxpayers out of their jurisdictions. They're going to be pushing out the mining operations from their country that are, you know, potentially taxable and bringing wealth to their country. And they're going to also be pushing away, uh, you know, potential new entrepreneurs from coming to their country. All they're doing is shooting themselves in the foot to try to, Gain a little bit of short term control. The real new first world countries are going to be the ones that are looking forward thinking and saying, okay, this Bitcoin thing is inevitable. Uh, we're not going to go and try to either, you know, put the kibosh on it. We're not going to go to try to counter it with our own stupid, uh, you know, uh, Lipstick on a pig, central bank digital currency or cryptocurrency, however they want to frame it. No, we're going to embrace Bitcoin and we're going to go headfirst into this new information era. And we want to, we want, we're it to win it. So um, I am, you know, very, very bearish on the rushes of the world. I'm very, very bearish on the countries that are going to be putting the clamps on uh, proof of work, on the countries that are anti nuclear, uh, like you know, I, I believe Germany just closed down to how many of their nuclear plants. Stupid move. And I'm very, very bullish on the forward-thinking countries like El Salvador and uh, whoever is going to join in the ranks to be next. Obviously, it's going to start with the countries who have very little to lose, countries that don't have their own uh, central bank currencies that they can use uh, for uh, deficit financing, of course. Uh, but, um, you know, a new era is coming. And, you uh, you know the the international order is going to be shaken up in the next hundred years.
0: Uh, I, I want to say, yeah, Russia, yeah, on the verge of third worldness. Okay, this is this is a third world type of move, but it's it's not a shock. We we in the West, for some reason, think uh, Russia is still powerful. <laughs> I mean, what, what a joke! But how backward is this 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 country and this leader, how they are over there. Now, uh, again, some some of the things that we're talking about. Uh, whether it be Russia making insane rules like this, that the the people will be able to get around it or they'll just leave Russia. Uh, The smart ones leave Russia uh, anyway. Um, But, uh, or the ones who can afford, I'm not not saying they're not smart people stuck there, but they generally try to get the heck out of there. Um, I want to say this about regulation, okay? And, And regulating Bitcoin mining. You bring up the nuclear and everything. Government regulation, guys. Government regulation boils down to one thing. You're guilty until you're proven innocent. We don't need any regulations, okay? It's all about saying, well, you might, this might turn into a bad thing. Nuclear power might hurt someone. This, uh, Bitcoin might hurt someone. It's It's crazy that over the years, We're like a frog in a pot slowly cooking. We've become accustomed to accepting government regulation like it's a normal thing. It is a horrible thing that is totally against the way of America. America is your innocent until proven guilty. Regulation is all about you are a criminal. OK, you're you're guilty. Whatever you get into, we have to regulate so you don't so you don't rip anyone off. You're 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 going to do something bad. So we have to make sure you don't do something bad. It's it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Alessandro, you wanted to say something. You had your hand up there.
2: Yeah, I guess uh, just just to give my two cents regarding the, the, the Russian central bank uh, chatter, I think it's. Uh... I think it's pretty much related to what we were already discussing. It's related to CBDC. So if you look at Russia's example, ever since they were sanctioned by the by the West, they like their U.S. Treasury holdings dropped from uh, from like over 150 billion dollars to below three billion dollars today. So all all that well, what what they've been doing ever since is just trying to get rid of the usage of dollars their reliance of the petrodollar system. And they've been very effective at doing that, right? Like like the U.S. could continue trying to add pressures via sanctions to Russia, but they've been pretty much living under that reality for the past more than seven years already. You know what I mean? It's, so like ever since then, Russia has been stockpiling gold. So I think that this this thing for Russia Mining Bitcoin and mining and whatever. It's just a similar, a similar move to that of China's last year. And I think it's pretty much related to the early stages of them announcing their own CBDC, you know, which could be backed by gold or or whatever. But that's that's just my my take on the Russian central bank thing. I think that ultimately it won't matter, right? Like Russian citizens don't want robots. Right, they won Bitcoin, they won Euros, they won houses in Switzerland, and they won real, real assets. Right in the end. Uh, right, and then regarding the, yeah, sorry, no, I no, was, no, no, uh, regarding the, yeah, yeah, no, no, no,
0: no, please, I didn't mean this, this, this.
2: Yeah, regarding the mining hearing, I just took some notes from a memo that I saw that was like going around, and it's just uh, you know, it's I, honestly, it's 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 stupidity. It's um, it just <laughs> it just uh points to this. Uh, to you know this paper from the Veers, which uh, which used to be a, a Dutch central bank's advisor, right? Um, and and so they say that that, uh, that basically the Bitcoin the Bitcoin network uh, generates over thirty thousand tons of e waste a year or whatever. Um, but but the problem with that is that the paper that they cite to. Uh, Makes an assumption that the the average cycle of an ASIC miner, right? Like their lifetime is 1.29 years. So the problem with that is that it, it, that's false. Because if you look at the Bitcoin, Bitcoin Bitcoin's hash rate right now, almost, almost 25% of the hash rate is coming from S9s, which are ASIC miners that were introduced, right? Like launched to the market back in 2016 so i would argue that the real lifetime cycle of an ASIC miner is is more around like 4 to 5 years especially with the ever increasing efficiency in this you know this kind of equipment like s19s you can compare s19s to s9s that like it's it's great it's at an efficiency level it's great above what we used to have for mining equipment uh, and the other problem is that they claim that uh, issuing a single Bitcoin transaction to the network adds over a thousand pounds of CO2, right, uh, to the environment, which is bullshit again, because, you know, uh, miners secure the ledger. They, they're not specifically there to approve transactions, right? Like 90%, uh, like 80 to 90% of, of miners' interest right now is the, is the reward. It's not network fees. So, yeah, just pointing out some facts that have been going around that mining, hearing, whatever. It's just, just completely misguided. But then, but then again, we have to ask ourselves the question, are regulators a uh, credible intellectual sur- source for this kind of conversations? Or is it better to just listen to, you know, the Bitcoin Meisters show, for example?
0: <laughs> I think it's better listening to the Bitcoin Meister show. Pound that like button. Hey, Radar BTC, Bitcoin and crypto monedas. Moedas, that's, me. that's you. I know that's you. He said 10 Brazilian reals. He said, Russia, please ban Bitcoin. China did it and it, quote unquote, worked.
1: <laughs> Take it away, dude. Yeah. From this mining perspective, uh, first of all, I really don't care because when you compar- compare it to fiat currency, which needs armies, which needs country invasions, needs jail for people who don't pay their uh, uh, taxes and stuff or take away their homes because they didn't pay a fucking tax. So uh, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. And If you are going to compare apples to apples, orange to orange, you got to see the whole energy wasted uh, for this uh, fiat system. It's it's not just the banks. It's not just visa. There's a whole uh, uh, army and system together that uses a lot of energy to keep that in place. If you remove that, a lot of countries will, will tell the U.S., okay, thank you, bro. I no longer need you, you're not going to defend me. So why am I going to trade uh, uh, oil in dollars? Why am I going to keep uh, treasures in my reserves if you don't have a big army to defend us when time is needed? So it's not really apples to apples. Uh, Bitcoin is the only, or proof of work, is the only solution, and Bitcoin is the only one really using it to secure the network. Well, okay, Ethereum it, it is currently but they're going to migrate to proof of stake. Thanks God.
0: Now uh, I, I, I do want to say thank you for those uh, Brazilian real. Uh, they have gone down in value uh, to uh, to, the, to the United States dollar. It's it's unbelievable. Uh, if we have to, at the end, you're going to have to tell us about uh, some more about what's what's going on down there in uh, lovely uh, Brazil. Uh, which I have been to Rio before. I've been. It's, it, different uh, brazil is a definitely a different field than its neighbors than, than argentina or uruguay it's it's uh, i mean different language we can get into that later but uh all right so uh, uh and, and yeah guys the, the bitcoin mining hearings i mean this is so the, the government is never going i mean <laughs> it's all a show it, govern, all government hearings are a big darn show but people will panic over it okay we've gotten all the bad news out of our uh, well the, the quote unquote bad noise out of our uh, out of the way. So let's talk about some good stuff. We'll talk about that Google thing in a second, but I, I want to give Evan uh, a, a time to, to 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 really tell us about this Zeus thing, what what, what it's all about. And the, the other guys can uh, ask you about questions about it if they have any. So take it away.
3: Hell yeah. Appreciate the opportunity, Adam. Uh, so Zeus is my free and open source uh, lightning app. Uh, currently, right now, it only supports remote connections. Uh, but in this year, we're going to build in a full lightning node and wallet, it. But uh, still today, it is the absolute best way to take your lightning node on the go. If you got an umbrella, a Raspi, um, a Noddle, any of these pre-built devices uh, for running lightning on them, Zeus can connect to it. Uh, you have a BTC pay server in the cloud, Zeus can connect to it. And uh, not only can you make payments, receive payments on the go, but you could actually get really granular and control all the properties of your lightning node open your channels, close them, adjust the fees on each one individually. Uh, you could even make your transactions on-chain if you wish. Uh, so I think Zeus is really peerless. Um, I really encourage anyone who is running their own Lightning node to download it, check it out, take Lightning on the go with you. That, this is where Lightning really shines, in-person payments. Uh, you don't wanna be holding up uh, you know, uh, the line at stores making on-chain transactions. And, uh, you know, I think we're going to see lightning payments increasingly become the norm, especially after seeing stuff like lightning get onto cash app. That means we're just one step away from seeing lightning payments at, uh, you know, uh, square terminals, which are all over the world now. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's on iOS and Android. We've got a major, major redesign release. Uh, coming in the in the coming weeks, uh, version 0.6. I'm going to be dropping the beta for that release right after this show. Uh, really looking wow. forward to that. And uh, we've got uh, amazing features on the way. Our next release is going to have a full coin control interfacing with external hardware wallets. Uh, you know, We're going to have support for the new cold card version 4 with NFC payments. Uh, this new release, 0.6, also has a tap-to-pay support. We're really excited about that and uh, we've got one hell of a roadmap for what we're trying to accomplish in 2022. So, you know, please check out the app, give us feedback, uh, review us in the app store. If you have a chance, Uh, mind you the new release is not going to be available till early February on the main app stores. Uh, But if you're ambitious, come check us out, join our telegram, check out our Twitter, download the beta release, uh, give us feedback and uh, you know, Liberate yourself with a lightning node. Check it out. Uh,
0: And I I link to all three of these guests below. And I link to Zeus. Zeus's freaking Twitter feed also. Zeus LN. So, uh, you know, follow follow the (laughs) Zeus, the, 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 you know, the, the, whatever it is, the product, <laughs> uh, you know, besides following Evan, I'm, I'm sure they tweet s- some of the similar things out there, but it's it, it's all linked to below. Uh, panel members, do you have any questions for, for Evan about his uh, product here? All
2: right. Yeah, sorry about that. Is it built on L and D or like C lightning?
3: So that's the beautiful thing. Uh, Zeus is built to be uh, lightning node agnostic. Uh, so, we tie into LD, we tie into C Lightning through the Spark interface, as well as C Lightning REST. We support Eclair, we support LD Hub, which is the backend Sick. for Blue Wallet. So, if you want to host uh, an interface for your grandma so she doesn't have to manage her channels, you can do that. We're also staying uh, really on top of all the developments that the Rust Lightning LDK team from Spiral are doing. And uh, we have plans to support an upcoming uh, Rust based. Uh, LDK-based node uh, in 2022. So as new enhancements keep coming out to the Lightning Network, as new interfaces for Lightning keep coming out, we plan on supporting them all the way. We have no allegiances. We're we're not beholden to any single group of uh, Lightning developers. Uh, We're just looking to provide the best in-class experience uh, for Lightning users. Admittedly, right now, it's, it's really for power users who have their own nodes set up and can connect remotely. But we're going to help bridge that gap and make things really simple for people in a couple of different stages. And the plan is to eventually have it so simple that your mom could use it. And, uh, you know, we're looking to be a major player in the space.
2: That's sick, dude. You're going to have to advise El Salvador's presidency.
3: Hey, listen, uh, Bukele, if you're listening, hit me up. I would love to chat and help you guys with some of the infrastructure down there. Uh, I've advised a little bit for uh, Ibex Mercado, which is one of the uh, merchants from uh, Guatemala and has also had some uh, success in El Salvador with some merchants down there. And uh, I really believe in the experiment down there. And I willing to help out however i can to make bitcoin the world reserve currency and the currency that we transact on every day for all our payments and i have i strongly believe that lightning is a big part of that equation and uh i'm I'm looking to do whatever i can to to help push it forward uh
0: you in in the chat they say you're in motion i agree i was about to say that my uh, on my own that you were you're doing good things there zaya zaza says evan thanks for zeus it was the first wallet I could get to connect remotely to my node. Used it ever since. Oh, dude. Wow. Music to
3: my ears. Uh, you know, keep, keep on using that. Give us feedback. We're always looking to make it better. And, uh, you know, we, we do it for the users like you. So thank you very much.
0: All right, dudes. Uh, remember, speaking of Twitter, guys, follow me on Twitter, T E C H B A L T. Retweet this show out there. We need to spread the word. its I, I mean, I'm really happy that the 20 percenters of the space watched this show. But we, there, there's some, you know, because of the algorithms and everything, we are not algorithm slaves here. So I don't put in, uh, you know, pictures of naked women or, you know, I get – Or these are talk about ludicrous dogecoin and all this other stuff and you know uh, to, to attract people we i mean i just put the most boring headlines out there the most boring uh thumbnails and i want people who think uh but there are very few people out there that do think and people are so spread the word out there so some of them that aren't you know getting this uh find out but this has been a great show we get these are the best freaking guests in the space i bring you you don't see these combos anywhere, okay? So people want to see. Them. I want to see you interact with Michael Seller, Adam. Come on, dude. You've seen the dude a million freaking times. What more can you do? I bring you different guys. I have brought you guys up and coming before they were even known. Nick Carter before he was ever known. All these other dudes before they were ever known. So that's what you want. You should watch shows like this. Spread the word. Um, uh, Marcel, did you have any uh, questions? So yeah, the Twitter, retweet it, guys, seriously. And actually click on the links. Don't just like, yeah, and and listen, listening comprehension, people. Mark, did you have any questions, uh, uh, Marcel, about the uh, Lightning Network? Anything, uh, Zeus stuff?
1: No, I, I'm not really an advanced Lightning Network user. I, I have, I think, bottle pay some uh, uh, wallet that I used for playing games and little stuff. Uh, I like how the development develop is being done. Uh, I see the potential in El Salvador. Uh, but for me, I'm more worried about the, the the hard money characteristics of Bitcoin right now. And that's why I try to focus and tell people here in Brazil, their Visa card is working great for now. So I'm, what I'm telling that them is your currency is devaluating by 30, 40 percent per year. Save yourself, buy hard assets. I don't care if it's a land, productive land, if you are buy calls and milk them, if you're going to buy... A, a, Bitcoin, if you're gonna buy gold, but get out of Brazilian reais, because that's worth nothing.
0: Yeah, that is so true. I would say the same thing to South Africans for a year that they're years since 2015. That they, they're they're in countries that are supposedly up and coming countries. Brazil and South America, Brazil and uh South Africa are talked about in the same uh sentences sometimes that oh yeah, they're they're growing, they're this, they're that, their currencies are, t- are inflationary, horrible. People should never have been they, they should never have been in them in the first place. They should have been in dollars when they could have been. That was better. But be these second tier or third tier ones. They're the, they're the trickiest ones when people are like, oh, it's kind of comfortable. I'm used to inflation. dudes. Those are the ones that if you got Bitcoin in 2015 in those countries, oh, my God, you're living a freaking good life right now. Um, uh, So so uh, there's something else I was going to say. I, I it just got uh, God money. Well, we covered we covered all this. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say is that you bring up the hard money aspects of Bitcoin. That's something that I love to bring up, too. And I am not a Lightning Network uh, expert. And, you know, I don't spend my Bitcoin, but there's room. The thing about Bitcoin, there's so many different ways you can go with this thing. And that is the beauty. We get into all these Twitter battles, but no Bitcoin doesn't care. So you can spend your Bitcoin. You can make these lightning network. You don't have people don't have to be experts in lightning network to be Bitcoin fans. Okay. To, to be big to be good bitcoiners or whatever you want to there's, there's a thing as a good bitcoiner so uh, people say to me adam you don't know about lightning network so i bring on a lightning network guest okay it's not my it's not my interest it isn't my interest but i'll bring them on and we're, we're all doing our, there's so much different ways you can go with this thing so i'm more like marcel in, in, in terms of what, what i think about i love the 21 million cap i mean my god that it, it's so simplistic but it's something that's so missing from from this world a reliability uh, of, of financial systems. I mean, they're they're constantly changing, uh, but the rules of Bitcoin don't change. That's something that I love. Uh and, and but the, and it's totally different than you know thinking about spending your Bitcoin. But there's just so many different ways you can go with it. That's it, beautiful in Bitcoin. Now, now talking about spending Bitcoin and positive things, um we'll start with Marcel. What what's your take on this Google news? they might have a, a Google card where you can uh have cryptocurrency on it.
1: Whenever I see some news involving Amazon, Google, Microsoft, or whatever, I always downgrade it by 80% of what the headline is saying. Because those companies, why somebody creates a company? To make profits. How do you make profits uh, giving uh, open source wallets for Bitcoin and cryptocurrency to everyone? You don't. What you want to do is create your NFT market create your own shitcoin and force the users to transact using your shitcoin or the government shitcoin and your friend of the government. But they're not here to help us. They're not here to give people free choice of using uh, outside currency from the fiat system. Those companies are here to make a buck to profit. So... Don't expect Amazon or Google or Microsoft to be the one pushing for decentralization. That's not what they want. Just the opposite.
0: Uh, I I like your point about discounting the good news by 80%. That is a good, good, because some of these things are totally blown out of proportion and never end up happening. So, and 80% is a good number to pick. Pound that freaking like button, thinking of the 80%ers out there. See, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that's a good. If you see good news, discount it by 80%. And if it ends up being as good as they say, then that's good. It's a bonus. Hey, yeah, again, yeah, Go- Google's got their own priorities. But uh, hey, they're welcome. And no one can stop them from uh, doing what they doing anything from holding bitcoin i hope they do buy bitcoin because you know what i bought bitcoin a long time before they did and i've been telling people to do the same darn thing uh uh, evan or uh, alessandro uh, your your take on google
3: yeah sure thing so uh the news is that google is going to make it so that cards available in google pay or, or whatever app they have there uh can hold uh cryptocurrencies like bitcoin uh so yeah as Marcel had some great points um, there's always room for these companies to go astray and either start propping up cryptocurrencies that are really detrimental to everyone or making their own uh, but generally speaking I'd say this is generally good news any uh, integration with Bitcoin into the platforms uh, is positive I, I know uh, Marcel says no um, I, I I would say that with a caveat okay if They allow users to interact with Bitcoin in a way that is non-custodial and that you could hold your own keys. I think it is incredible. But if they're going to be creating more walled gardens, implementing surveillance, these are all things we need to be conscious of. Um, I think generally we're inching in the right direction. I think that a lot of these headlines come out because Bitcoin is just the hot thing and that uh, when people get associated with it in Whichever way, even if it is speculative, it uh, comes out as good press or uh, something that people will pay attention to. So you got to keep that in mind. But uh, you know, I I think we're generally heading in the right direction. It just shows how much momentum we have. I remember back in the day when you couldn't even get a Bitcoin app on the Apple uh, iOS store, and uh, you know now we've got countless apps um, on there. So we're heading in the right direction, but. Um, you know, anytime you're dealing with these tech giants, uh, you got to, you know, uh, approach it with, with a grain of salt and, and be cautious. Um, that's why with, with Zeus, we, we are not only dependent on Apple or Google. You can go and sideload the app through our website, through GitHub. Uh, and we even allow people to compile the app themselves through the f platform. They build it themselves and distribute it. That's f- completely free and open source uh, Android app store. Uh, so, um, so yeah, we gotta be careful about these gatekeepers more than anything. They want more money and and more control. Uh, but Bitcoin is an inevitability in a lot of ways, I I believe. And, uh, you know, while they might go around about ways and implement, uh, all this garbage, maybe, uh, alternate cryptocurrencies, their own currencies, uh, at the end of the day, they're going to have to end up at Bitcoin. Uh, because it's just going to take the world over like a tidal wave.
0: Okay, Marcel, you were shaking your head. Or Evan saying that you were shaking. Did you want want to say something?
1: Bitcoin was created to be a fully independent financial system. We don't need those uh, Google Pays and whatever and payment gateways and ATMs for Bitcoin to work. It already works. Go to El Salvador. Check it out. How lightning network payments On a day-to-day basis, work. It already works for me for saving my money from Brazilian government and the valuation of Brazilian currency. Bitcoin already works. We don't need Google Pays and Apple and Amazon or whatever.
0: All right. Uh, Alessandro, you chime in on this now. Uh, Google, you bring up El Salvador too, if you want to. The news that's coming out there, you had something to say about that, actually. But uh, a lot on your plate there. Uh, Take it away, uh, Alessandro.
2: Yeah, right. So I don't I don't remember how long it was ago that we saw this news of you know Google partnering with Hedera Hashgraph, and I was like, what? what? I think I hadn't even heard about the cryptocurrency before that news. So, so I guess this is just to say that I, I think I even read that uh, Google could potentially be partnering with Coinbase to do this card thing initially in its initial stages or whatever. So um they they just want to cut of 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 the cake you know they they want to try to get in the problem is again um uh, i think it's mostly going to be you know this multi-coin service attached to a payment services provider or another company i don't think the initial stage of it is going to be google developing its own thing but but eventually they will all end up you know connecting to whichever network including bitcoins because they're open and anyone can start you know get getting connected to them and and develop their own thing that said uh i just think it's the natural trend of the ever-expanding universe of bitcoin eating the rest of the world right so uh be it Google, amazon or whatever um, be the be the fed be it el salvador's government right uh it's the tendency of bitcoin becoming the predominant monetary you know open network of the of the world and so it's just a natural trend of itself uh grabbing more you know users and transactions to process so uh i would i would just you know, whenever that happens, I tend to have an approach just like ourselves, like just discount the hype and just see it as something that over the medium and long term will, you know, incentivize the users, at least some users to learn more. Right. And then eventually, uh, p- you know, potentially operate by themselves, you know, with any with the, without the need of the, any any other party uh, to, to transact with. Than the network, so so whatever. I just think it's just another another a uh, service from the legacy financial system that is just getting attached to Bitcoin because Bitcoin it's Bitcoin is achieving what it's meant to what it's meant to do. And it's, we'll just continue seeing this tapping going forward with many other companies globally.
0: All right, so now we've we've reached the the point of the show where we're gonna talk about things that the news that that each guest wants to talk about, and what they're doing, anything that was left out. Uh, But Alessandro, you brought up to me over Twitter, uh, El Salvador's government is looking to provide Bitcoin-backed loans to small and mid-sized businesses. Did you have anything to say about that? Unmute.
2: Yeah, yeah, so um, there's this small government uh, body in El Salvador that it's called Conaimepe. Basically, they provide like loans to small and mid-sized businesses and entrepreneurs in El Salvador. And so, uh, I I jumped into a discussion with the president of that institution of El Salvador and uh, this other uh, uh, politician from El Salvador that they hosted this like Facebook Live discussion about it. So potentially, what will be happening is eventually people like Salvadorians, right? They will be able to deposit bitcoins within the addresses of this entity and they will receive, uh, you know, like a payment either in wire transfer or stable coins. Uh, But I guess that the interesting thing is that El Salvador's government is going to start financing the initial stages of that. So it's going to be El Salvador's government depositing Bitcoin on, on behalf of this government entity. And then this government entity will use those Bitcoin to issue loans without selling the government's Bitcoin to finance part of those Bitcoin and give money to small-size and mid-size businesses and entrepreneurs. I think that's interesting.
0: It is interesting. I'm just – I'm wondering, you know, we say to discount certain news 80%. You know, there's a lot coming out of El Salvador. I've never been to El Salvador. You're probably you're much more familiar with it than I am. I mean, how – Will they be able to carry all of this out? I mean, could the government be overthrown? Could it just all go down the drain like that? Things change very fast south of the border of the United States. I mean, governments come and go in some of these countries. Things aren't as stable as they are here. Um, what's your take? I mean, I don't want to put a lot of, I, I mean, I'm, I'm excited that the, the president is going to actually be in the Miami Bitcoin conference. Maybe we'll be able to ask us some questions. I think that's, that's very bold of him. But how much of this is just talk and, and brashness? And uh, I I don't put I don't like putting people on pedestals, and I don't like uh, so I, I'm I'm I, there's times that I'm worried that too many bitcoiners put a, a lot of a lot into this, uh, a lot of meaning into what's going on into El Salvador, and I I don't want people to lose faith in Bitcoin because something suddenly goes wrong in El Salvador.
2: Yeah, no. Look, honestly, at uh at a broad level, I I. I would agree with you. I agree with you. And I went to LabEd.com, checked out, you know, what was happening in El Salvador with, with this other bunch of Bitcoiners, especially from South America. Um, I guess that, uh, um, if, uh, look, I see it this way. If, if Bitcoin is not able to, with, with this existing government, right, to uh, create its own roots, right, in El Salvador for at least five years because of this, you know, tendency of being volatile, you know, countries and governments get overthrown, to your point, Adam, I think it's going to be, uh, it could affect the, the, what's been developed so far within the country, right? because you could just see another government come in and just overrule that overrule that legislation of bitcoin becoming legal tender and then bitcoin is n- not legal tender anymore in, in, in El Salvador. I think that uh, well that said that dude you know uh Kelly if when you ask Salvadorians right like the past 40 years of the country were pretty much, you know, like communist, almost like dictatorships, right? Like only two parties. This this dude is like from a a singular new party that he built himself or whatever. So uh, a president of El Salvador can't be reelected. He's trying to change that so that he can be reelected, so that he can continue to do his own things, you know, for at least 10 years. If that were to happen, then, you know, a pro-Bitcoin government for you know, five to ten years in El Salvador, I think it will prove to be highly valuable over the medium and long term for the country. If that if that's not the case and he gets thrown out, then I think it 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 might have complications depending on who else gets you know gets into office in El Salvador. But uh, that said, look, it's there's other there's other important and I think very relevant developments. In El Salvador already, which is you know the, their their national wallet has already more than four million users. Of course, there's a privacy discussion and concerns around that for the end user of cetera, If the government is monitoring them or whatever, but if you compare, if you try to compare apples to apples to Marcel's point, if if you look at other South America developments uh, around the cryptocurrency industry, you have like the biggest the biggest Latin American cryptocurrency exchange is. Mercado Bitcoin, right? So it's 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 a Brazilian exchange, which has barely three million, you almost like three million users, or or perhaps a little over it. But it's been it's been around since twenty thirteen, and you know what I mean. Like it's nine years, three million users, but it'll solve those government, right? With a national Bitcoin wallet in a couple of months, managed to to pass that, right? So I think there's uh, it, it has had some achievements. There is volatility and there, and it's going to be a bumpy road for a solver. I think this movement of creating this speculative attack of, uh, you know, sovereign Bitcoin bonds to market by $500 million in Bitcoin or whatever, just to get liquidity and outside of the existing, you know, a petrodollar system and the World Bank and the IMF and et cetera. I think that's interesting. Uh, and I think other governments will follow that said, I don't think we need to dive into the Bitcoin City discussion that they want to use 500. I think it's just too much. It's too much for me over the short term, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: yeah. And you know what, we got to go to, I was going to go to Evan, but let's go to Marcel because you're in South America. What's your take on El Salvador? You're smiling at the Bitcoin City thing also.
1: Yeah, I don't think Bitcoin City is needed right now. Uh, We need to show the world that Bitcoin works not just as a day-to-day payment system, but for companies, for people, for countries to use it as global reserves. So that's what my main message or focus would be. As for Brazil, uh, you're going to hear a lot of uh, research and whatever, saying that 20% of the population or 30% of the population is using cryptocurrencies or whatever. But that's really not true. As Alan Sanders said, Mercado Bitcoin, the largest exchange, only has 3 million users, and that has been over 10 years, almost nine years. Uh, so, and most of these guys either bought Bitcoin at the top in 2017 and split after it went down, or they didn't buy via exchange. They entered on some Bitcoin Ponzi scam or whatever, so they didn't ever hold the Bitcoins in their wallets. So disregard those big numbers like 20%, 30% of the Brazilian population uses crypto. That's not true. And as I said before, the first step for them will not be Bitcoin. Uh, if we go into a that spiral here of inflation of 100% or over, such as Argentina is happening or some crazy totalitarian uh, regime uh, takes the power, they will flight their move to what they're most uh, comfortable. And they're comfortable holding dollars and euros. And that's a good thing, because at least they're moving to a harder money. But in time, they will find out that this harder money also holds a large inflation, currently at 10%, then tomorrow is 20 percent. Then the day after tomorrow is 40 percent, and they will be quickly. They will be really quick to realize. Hmm, I got scammed again. I need to find some real asset to protect my money. Then they will see the importance of this decentralization. It's gradual. When when I entered cryptocurrencies, I thought that Lightning Network, that sorry, that Litecoin was faster and better than Bitcoin. I thought that uh, maybe Roger Ver had. A smart idea, creating Bitcoin Cash. We all went to that to those steps. We all lost money. We all misunderstood Bitcoin in the beginning. It takes time, so it's a process. It's not going to be from night to day.
0: All right, uh, I I like that uh, perspective right there. I think Evan just dropped off. His internet just dropped. He might be back. We'll we'll see about that. But let's uh, uh let let me ask you a question, Marcel. Uh, I'm talking about this. Uh, the, the president of Miami, a uh, president of Miami, president of El Salvador is going to be at the, the, the Bitcoin conference April sixth to 9th, Bitcoin Magazine in Miami Beach. Will you be there?
1: I think uh, there's a good chance, uh, but not sure right now because I bought the tickets for the Bitcoin uh, conference in San Francisco two years ago. Then this whole pandemic stuff. Happen, but I still have the hotel credits, the airline credits. So everything is paid for. I just need to change the date. So there's a good possibility.
0: Yeah, wow, that was uh, that was crazy uh, when that started. I, I know what you're talking about. But I, I reused all my stuff for last year's one. But uh, again, the restrictions of coming into the United States is very difficult. Uh, and I, I wish uh, we would uh, let everybody come back in. And everybody would let everybody come back in again. I mean, I've been stuck in the United States, which has been... Uh, the best place to be quote unquote stuck in because we got 50 different states, a lot of different things going on. Let's go uh, north of the border here to uh, uh, Alessandro. Tell us about uh, Ledin. Uh, w- what's up? And are you going to go to the uh, Bitcoin conference in Miami in April?
2: Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going. Uh, I'm actually going with my colleagues at Ledin. Um Yeah. I think that the most relevant thing that is happening right now at Ledin that most people want to you know, this caused about it is this Bitcoin mortgage product that we recently introduced. So, the fir- the world's first Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin backed mortgage loan. So, essentially, uh, <coughs> initially for Canadian residents, and then some some U.S. residents of certain states um, will be able to issue them a a mortgage, right, backed by their Bitcoin. So, uh, this. Uh, I think that the most interesting thing to, to mention around uh, why we built this product is that it's actually something that some of our clients were already doing. Like we were already providing Bitcoin backed loans. And so you would give us your Bitcoin, we would take them as collateral, and then we would issue you either a wire transfer or a payment in USDC stablecoin, right? And so some of our clients were using the proceeds of those loans to buy a house right? To buy, to, buy real, to buy real estate. So eventually, we we, we just realized that uh, building the structures at in that would enable us to take real estate as collateral or Bitcoin as collateral for people to buy real estate would just allow for a more, you know, less volatile, right? Product over the medium and long term of that loan. So... Um, Right now, our, our, our rates on the Bitcoin mortgages are not as low as like a traditional mortgage in the U.S. Because, you know, these lending companies, uh, these mortgage institutions, for, you know, like a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac or whatever in the U.S., they're pretty much backed by the government. So they have exposure to the artificial low interest rates. And so that's why you get a 3.5 year rate on a 30 year, 50 year mortgage in the U.S., right? Uh, and in our case, it's initially going to, going to be a three-year term, and the initial rates that uh, are, are, are attached to the Bitcoin mortgage are around 7.9% uh, AP, AP, APR, right? So uh, it's, it's not as cheap as a traditional mortgage, but uh, that said, we have over a billion dollars on the Bitcoin mortgage waitlist wait list already. And so that's it, it's amazing. We just see it, and this is my last take on, on it. We just see it as another uh, great development from the industry, coming from the industry for how Bitcoin will be able to monetize another market, right? Which is the real estate market, which is a three, $300 trillion global market, right? So it's some people will, will not sell their main property you know, to live under the hood of their car or under their car just to buy Bitcoin. Some will, whatever, right? There's, there's everybody in the Bitcoin space. But this, it's an interesting way for people to be able to finance part of their real estate holdings to buy more Bitcoin or vice versa, to use their Bitcoin holdings to buy some chairs.
0: Very innovative. I give you all the credit in the world. Marcel's got to go real quick. So you give your closing words, Marcel.
1: Well, uh... I'm going to have to remind the audience about the importance of DCA. It's not about uh, the best method to, to buy a Bitcoin chip, because this does not exist, but it's the best method to avoid the net negative uh, impact, psychological impact of someone who is not used or who did not understand Bitcoin, and he, he buys everything at once. And it goes down 30%, then he's going to sell. So by doing DCA, by buying every 15 days or every month, uh, it's easier for the general population to shift from the fiat currency to Bitcoin. So there are a lot of advantages on DCA. It's not about buying cheap Bitcoins. It's about not selling when it's down 30% because of the volatility, because of we are in the early stages of adoption, less than 4% four of the global population uses Bitcoin on a day-to-day basis or as an investment uh, tool. So for now, volatility is large. So DCA, buy every month, forget the price.
0: Good advice. And also buy when it's, when there's blood in the street, baby. Few people do that. Few people buy on days like this. It's the weekends that are selling. Buy when there's blood in the darn streets. All right, you get the final word, Alessandro. Oh, yeah, all of these guys are linked to below. Please check them all out. Please check that, all their things, their Twitters. They'll tell you where they're going to be and everything. It's always, you know, seriously, they'll give all their websites, all that good stuff there. Uh, take it away, Alessandro. You got the final word.
2: Yeah, so um I guess that one one last thing that I would like to to bring into the show is that um you know this whole big issue debt to buy more bitcoin trend that Michael Saylor started it just it just reminds me a lot uh, honestly Adam of my of my time in Venezuela whenever you know inflation started becoming uh you know rampant inflation right high inflation even before hyperinflation uh people even at a retail level like and this was the people the government businesses whoever right would go to banks to issue a loan in the local currency so in bolivars just to buy dollars and then gradually sell those dollars as the bolivar depreciated and essentially what you 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 be net positive dollars at the end of of, of you know your loan's term and so it's it's almost like a free way of, of getting money, and, and it, w- it was a huge way for the you know businesses, the government, and even even banks in Venezuela to finance their operations. Right, like they were barely they were barely making money; they were just financing themselves with this trend. So what I foresee over the next three or five, like even ten years, in the U.S. and the developed world, is the same thing happening, but instead of bolivars. And dollars, it's going to be loans in fiat in, you know, main world countries' fiat currencies, the dollar, the euro, whatever. But but it's just going to be to buy more Bitcoin. And I think it's it will be an ever-increasing trend. Right now, there's only one dude in the world doing it at, at that high level. Uh, but I think he's not going to be the last one. And, uh, yeah.
0: yeah, M- Michael Saylor has uh, definitely... Uh changed uh, the, the Bitcoin community in, in many ways. Someone asked me why I didn't have Michael Saylor on before he was famous, before he was well-known. Dudes, when it was announced in August and September of 2020 that MicroStrategy was, was buying this buying Bitcoin, I said right then and there that this was the, like the biggest news of the freaking year. So that, that was my early way of getting in, in on all this. I mean, I identified this so early. I didn't, who could find Michael? no one could get Michael Saleron before he was famous. No one knew it was about to happen. But once that darn thing happened, I'm, I'm telling you, it, it shook the world and we never saw the freaking four digit realm again. All right, dudes, that is it. Alessandro, everybody, thank you for being on today. They are all linked to below. Lots of, lots of great positive stuff going on in the space. Don't get distracted by all the noise. Shabbat Shalom, everybody. We'll be back next Friday. Maybe I think Tone Vase is going to be on next Friday. Who knows? We, 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 Tone is a very busy man, but he's been meaning on being on very soon. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Check out all the links below. Follow me on Twitter at T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Again, everybody have a, a beautiful weekend. Thank you again, guests. And again, Shabbat Shalom. See you later. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you. All right. Let me.